Healing for all. Healing for all. Let's just get straight into it with the scripture. Colossians 1, verse 16. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and are that are that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So these scriptures tell us that God is a God that made everything visible and invisible. And I think that also means the physical and the spiritual. And I think it's a fair comment to make that you can kind of divide healing into two categories, physical and spiritual. And physical is obviously the, our body, the flesh and blood, this tent that we have that we work in and live in and sleep in and live in. But I think it's very important to point out when we talk about God's healing power, that when we talk about spiritual healing, spiritual healing is the most important healing. To, that is why Jesus went to the cross, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and born again, have our sin removed and made righteousness through the sacrifice of Jesus. Next to that, physical healing falls second because one ends in eternal life and that is the most important thing. And it is a, sometimes, I believe, a tragedy when someone can experience the healing physical power of God but then not go through those waters of baptism. Spiritual healing is why Jesus died on the cross. Prior to him on the cross, he did a lot of spiritual healing, uh, physical healing. And we know this. We see it in our scriptures. There was at least 40, I think, of them recorded, but the scriptures tells us there was a lot that weren't recorded. We know that after uh, he gave the power to his disciples and that they would be able to pray for people and they would be healed of their physical infirmities. We know that in 2018 the same power exists among his people here and all around the world. I want to see a show of hands. If either you've had a physical healing, you can put up a hand. If you've prayed for someone and they've been healed, you can put up a hand. And if you've had both, you can put up both hands. I was going to count, but I don't think I will. That is the power of God in 2018, and that's the work he's doing. And it exists in this fellowship, not because of anything extraordinary we have done, but because of the power of Jesus Christ and because we remain faithful to the word of God through the infilling of the Holy Spirit and exercising the scriptures and not compromising. Jesus is not a respecter of persons. And as I read through my Bible, you know, the topic is healing for all. I thought, well, that sounds right. Is it? I better do my research so I at least sound like I know what I'm talking about. I mean, he healed men and women and the old and the young. He healed the Jews and the Gentiles. I found examples of, the, you know, the, and that's the, the churchgoers and the non-churchgoers. He just doesn't matter about your culture or your skin colour or your nationality. Jesus just seemed to heal indiscriminately. And... The only occasion I could actually find in the scriptures where there was a, a problem where Jesus was withheld from him able to do not many mighty miracles because of their unbelief is a verse written in Matthew uh, chapter 13, verse 58. Jesus was restrained because of a lack of faith. So because it's, I just want to keep this simple, I want to give you three points to take away from the way I see healing, God's healing power. And the first point is faith. Faith is absolutely critical. And we just, that scripture tells us that without faith, 
God is limited. The thing is, you only need the smallest amount of faith for a miracle. And I've, I've learnt that. Like a grain of a mustard seed, the scriptures tell us. If you are sitting here ever thinking whether you're a new person or whether you've been around a long time that you still struggle at times with unbelief, that is the most normal human condition. And I don't know if any of us reached this pinnacle of 100% faith and no doubt sneaks in in our mind. I, have a, I, got, I want to share a testimony. It was a few, um, I was two years in the Lord and I hadn't really ever stepped out in faith and prayed for anyone. And I thought, you know, I thought the day had come. And then one day I was at work and this young lady came up to me and she, um, I knew she hadn't been well. And one day she came in and she was just broken, absolutely distraught. And she gave notice. She says, I have to give up work. My doctor said, I'm extremely ill. I have cervical cancer. And she wasn't even 30. And I was just so moved with compassion, and I thought, oh, no, what, what can I do? And I knew straight away the scriptures say, you can lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. But then all this fear and doubt crept in. I thought, if I put my hands on her, she'll think I'm a weirdo. I thought, what if God doesn't back me up? And, but I had this battle going on of faith and unbelief and fear, and oh, Jesus can do it, and it was all going through my head, and I rustled up every bit of energy and faith and I stepped out and I said I'll pray for you on Wednesday <laughs> and on Wednesday night I said our church gets together for a Bible study we're going to have prayer and all our church together are going to pray for you because God can heal people and she says I would love that thank you so much and her tears just stopped and she was I could see her just so touched that I even would go to that effort and I was like okay God you've got to do something so we prayed a very simple prayer and then two weeks went by and my phone rang. It was her. She was bawling her eyes out on the phone. I said, oh no, they've told her she's got so long to live. And then I, after she calmed down, I realised they were not tears of tragedy, they were tears of joy. She said, it worked, it worked. Your praying has worked. The doctors don't know what happened, but it's gone. And I thought to myself, nah, that can't happen. <laughs> that's too easy god can't just do it like that but he can because despite all my negativity and faithlessness i still had a little bit of faith and i learned a lesson that day that's all you need the battle will go on and it will go on until the day the lord returns but you just have to believe faith is the number one um there's one scripture in luke chapter 4 verse 40 out of the nlt it says, as the sun went down that evening, people throughout the village brought sick family members to Jesus. No matter what their diseases were, the touch of his hand healed everyone. Everyone. But I really love the faith of, uh, of that, like people bringing people to Jesus, people coming to Jesus, making that effort. We're going to have a prayer line again, as we've done in every session, and we're going to do it again. And you have to actually get out of your seat and make those steps. And that is actually faith. I'm good doing it, God, because I know that you will do it. Faith. Okay, that's point number one. Point number two, the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. There are churches all around the world of all different faiths that believe in God of some sort. Maybe it's the same God as us. Maybe it's a different creation of their, wherever it comes from. But without the power of the name of Jesus in their prayer life, you know what happens? Nothing. Nothing much doing. You have to have 
the power of, has to use his name. And there was actually the references in John 14 um, where Jesus said, 12 to 14, most assuredly I say unto you that he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And he also says that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So it's God's will. He loves to glorify his Father, and he does that through healing. But if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And he says it twice. And that's the thing. You have to use the power of the name of Jesus. And I, I actually, because of my Catholic upbringing, I was actually quite, I don't know why, I just, I was ashamed of the name of Jesus. It was always, I used to think of people that were Jesus people, and they always seemed to have beards and sandals and men wearing dresses, it seemed like. And that was my understanding growing up. I, I just couldn't couldn't get my head around that Jesus was the man of the Bible. It was a, a distorted view. But now I love saying the name of Jesus because he's my friend and he's my saviour and he is where the power is. Use his name. And the third point, very simple, is God's will. A lot of things happen in our life that we don't understand. I received the Holy Spirit about 15 years ago. I had this amazing revelation of God and Jesus and how this Holy Spirit works and the Word of God just came alive. But do I understand everything that happens in this world? No. I do, do I understand why some people get healed immediately and others are still praying for 10 years? Do I understand why any of our brothers and sisters ever have to go to sleep in the Lord? Why, why can't we just keep on partying on? Why can't God continue to heal us? And the only answer I can find in the Scriptures is... What is his, what his, is his will? The, the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And that's the way God asks us to pray. What, what is your will? And Jesus said in these scriptures, I am willing. Whenever we get confused, the answer isn't coming or we have to say goodbye to our loved one. Just remember, like we are bought with a price. Like God owns us. And we are his, and we can't possibly understand everything that he does. All we know is that Jesus does, will, does heal, he can heal, and he will heal, and just keep exercising faith in his name. They're the main things, because, um, you know, when something happens not quite as we expect, it can put doubt in our heart. Just finally, how do you, how do you pray? He understands every language in, on earth. He actually listens to our heart. But he loves us to ask. That's the most important thing. If you don't ask, you don't know. You're not going to sit there and go, oh, it'd be good if God did something. Ask him. Just get on your knees and humbly ask, because if you don't ask, nothing will happen. And it doesn't matter how you say the words, you just have to believe in your heart, with faith, in the name of Jesus, because he is willing. And all the people said, Amen. Amen.